Welcome everyone to the first episode of Shador Music Club. Um, I'm Christina Jensen and um, my childhood was spent on beauty, um, a Chinese wooden junk in Hong Kong. And on board there, there was always lots of music and um, sometimes dancing. And um, the way the sound resonated through the wood had just a really incredible acoustic. And I think the listening experience was kind of superior to, to listening on land. And so that's kind of what's inspired this, uh, this project. Um, so today I'd like to welcome you to Shador. So she's a solar-powered catamaran um, designed by my father. And um, the project aims to fill the vessel with music and to have conversations about how music um, keeps us alive. So I'm really, firstly, I'm really grateful to Paul um, from the iconic Sunset Studio, who's agreed to partner me on this project, um, and also to the three amazing musicians who are helping launch it today. <laughs> Woo! So I'm going to introduce you guys, if that's okay, and I hope I've got it right. So we'll see. Let me know later if it's completely off. So um, first we have Graham Morris. Um, he's a fellow Chung Chower and actually helps us a lot with this boat. Um, he's a jack-of-all-trades, um, guitar teacher, poet, sailor, welder, electrician, and now bridge builder. Um, but today you're here as a musician. So your entry into music was through the folk music scene in your hometown of Luton in London, and later you discovered also a passion for playing Spanish guitar. Um, you've played solo and in various bands in Hong Kong, such as Mary Jane and the Gang. Um, in 2011, you launched The Long High Project, a documentary film made about musicians and sailors aboard your classic Chinese junk, sailing to new locations, where they jam and interact with musicians of local communities. Right. Excellent. <laughs> and then we have Yan Yan Pang. So it turns out that um, although we didn't know each other, um, we were attending the same punk rock gigs as teenagers at a place called The Warehouse, um, which has been instrumental to breeding many young people's love for music and live gigs in Hong Kong in the 90s. And it's still around today, but I don't think it's quite, quite the same as it once was. Um, so you still make music your life and have carried you know, your punk rock attitude with you, recently becoming a mother. Of course, leading up to this event and just after, you were still rocking out on stage. Um, you're one of the key members of Teenage Riot and After After Party, formed in 2015, whose tagline says, comedy rock band from Hong Kong, Life Sucks, and We Suck Too. <laughs> um, it's Maybe I should update that. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, it's, it's good to have music with a sense of humor, too. Um, to add to this, uh, two out of three in the band are female, which is very rare. Um, and you're recording an EP of your solo material with Paul at Sunset Studio next year. So we're lucky to hear a few of these songs here today. And then, finally, 
we have um, the magical Zaid Sadat, um, a.k.a. Hachimuk. Did I say it right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, known as the lead singer of Sham King Mansion, also formed in 2015. Um, so it was a good year, somehow. Um, we got to know each other, um, I think, last summer when you agreed to come and play at Chung Chao Wave Festival. Um, and I can testify, I think it was the sweatiest um, and one of my favorite yeah. uh, concerts of all time. Jem, like <laughs> yeah. the guitar player of Sham King, actually shortcut his own guitar with his own sweat. So that was impressive. Um, Gave him an excuse to take off his shirt as well. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you might have been entirely naked almost at some point. Yeah, yeah we have pictures to prove that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so with Sham King, um, this year you've released three singles. Um, the latest song being Refugia um, this month. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah. Um, there's no question that you guys are the most epic live band in Hong Kong, without question. Um, and you do it every time. Um, you have everyone dancing till their feet hurt. So Hachimuk is your new solo project. Uh, it's totally fresh. You've only played one live show, which was last month at Chetante, where you're also playing with Yan Yan Pang. So I think it's a real treat for us that we get to hear this um, new material. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll just start with the questions, um, and then we'll go one by one. Um, the first one is a bit more of an open discussion. So I'm going to start really deep to warm up. Um, so what is music, and uh, why is it important? Ooh. Who should go first? Ladies first, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, it could be a guy if you like. Uh, I think um, for me, music is a, it's, it's like a language. So um, it's uh, how you express yourself. And um, But this is uh, actually better than language because uh, you don't really need to speak the same language uh, somehow. Because like, uh, so every year I actually go to Fuji Walk Festival and in Japan. And uh, a lot of the time, I would connect to people who don't even speak any English with just music. So I think music, for me, is um, is uh, is a medium, like language, that you can communicate with uh, other people and also uh, to express yourself. For me, it's a expressive art, uh, very powerful tool to uh, express yourself. Because I, I think a lot of time in your life, um, maybe you don't feel comfortable to say uh, exactly how you feel but uh, with music then you can be um, you can be really open about yourself I think um, for example like me I, I play in a, a, a quite heavy angry punk rock band uh, of course when you see me having lunch I'm not like a savage person <laughs> I don't I don't scream all the times but uh, through that I can actually express my anger or my frustration in different things so and same as uh, my solo project is uh, it's more like um, a way to express my uh, emotion no side so so music for me is it's like language is uh, to express yourself yeah well um, I'm glad you went first because I couldn't think of anything to say for that question. Um, now you've kind of answered it for me. I agree 100% that music, like all art, is, um, is a communication. It's a way of communication, communicating. But I would say music is very fundamental. Um, 
the first musicians would have been percussionists. If we go back to ancient, ancient times, prehistoric times, um, the first musical instrument would probably have been a couple of sticks that people banged together, and then a hollow um, tree trunk that made a nice sound when it struck. And then somebody would have stretched an animal skin over a, over a hollow tree and made a drum. And so yeah, I think it started off with percussion. And I think basically it is this still this basic rhythmic thing. Um, folk music is classical music perhaps developed a bit more tonally and got away from that a bit. But um, we have this rhythm because I think fundamentally our movement depends on rhythm. Fundamentally, we have this thing in here that's beating away, and that's the fundamental drum. We, there's a rhythm to everything we do. We walk, there's a rhythm to that. We ride a horse, there's a rhythm to that. Um, um, people, working people, always sang in the olden days. They sang when they were pulling water up out of a well, or when they were raising the anchor of a boat, or when they were hacking um, minerals out of a rock face, or whatever the hell people did. Um, when they were harvesting food from the fields, they always sang, and this is, um, there's something about music, and there's something about rhythm. It makes you remember things, too. That's why it's used so massively in advertising. Um, in England, we used to have this ridiculous old monetary system where we had 240 pennies in a pound. It wasn't <laughs> decimalized, and that was subdivided into 20 shillings, and each shilling had 12 pennies in the shilling, and then you could have a half shilling and um, um, a, a half crown, which was two and a half shillings. It was just nuts. The monetary system was nuts. And, so, and But that ended a long time ago. I can barely remember it, but I do remember... One thousand on one cleans a big, big carpet for less than half a crown. Now, that kind of shows you the sticking power of rhythm, how it is able to fix things in your head. A lot of stuff is remembered due to rhyme and rhythm. Um, so it's something very fundamental to us. I can't really answer what is music more deeply than that, <laughs> but I just realize it's a very fundamental and very necessary thing. Um, have you ever seen a film without background music or an advert without music? I mean, it's everywhere. But yeah, it's right. true that it's mm. fundamental because, like we, like we just said, right? Like I have a, I have a baby daughter, and she's only eight months. But from I think from four months already, when she cry, if you sing uh, lullaby, she will stop crying. You know, so and. Yep. Yeah, no one talk her about this. Somehow it's just a melody has a magic over people to kind of switch on and off, you know? Almost, yeah. 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 What about you, Zay? What do you think? I wish I could be as eloquent as Graham. And, uh, <laughs> 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 I, but I think it's been answered. Um, I think for me the question was uh, perhaps... More well, you've come last. I mean, there's yeah. nothing more to say. It's there like there isn't. There <laughs> isn't. But I think the only thing is it's just a question, like who, who was the first to start this concept of music you know among our ancestors and in a way i was thinking about like how did this come about that someone either you know took bones and started rattling on a rock or mm. or, or what how it's all started uh, but you know i think maybe yan yan actually answered that question for me when she said that mm. she sings a lullaby to her baby and the baby falls asleep because perhaps when humans 
at the beginning had babies and they realized the babies didn't stop crying. <laughs> they sung something all of a sudden and they realized the baby was asleep. And maybe from there, you know, this whole thing about music started. I don't know. Mm. But so, yeah, it is very deep. It is very human and, well, not they just like humans, right? Animals too, have music they? as well. Um, the, their babies respond to being yeah. rocked. Yeah, yeah. also yeah. So that's a rhythmic. Yeah. 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 It's a way to communicate an emotion of wh whatever emotion that you're trying to communicate because I guess sometimes our standard languages can't do that. So music's the only thing that is able to connect emotionally or communicate something emotionally. Yeah. Great. Mm. Um, I'm going to move on to the second question. Um, so the question is, what was something in your background or cultural heritage that has influenced your music life? So I think um, maybe we'll just start with you, Zaid, and mm -hmm. then afterwards, um, you could play a song that was in your family home or with your community or something that was significant. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm Bangladeshi, um, but I grew up abroad. And uh, uh, having grown up abroad, we would go back every summer um, to my grandparents' home. And my grandparents had a big house. And so we're, we were a close family on my mother's side. So we would always get, whenever people would be back, usually in June or December, because a lot of us would live abroad, mm -hmm. we'd come back during the holidays. And what that meant was the family would get together almost every weekend and sing together. So someone would play what's a traditional instrument called a harmonium, tabla. Amazing. Usually those were the instruments. And then everyone sang, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. And of course, they were all Bengali songs from classic to folk songs. So I grew up with a lot of music from uh, in that. And I think that really helped me to... Um, yeah, just continue playing because they because I realized my family appreciated music and and the reason why it's important because in Bangladesh we're mostly a Muslim country but and it's not it's not a very strict Muslim country but there are families we knew where music was banned actually so oh. their families didn't allow their children to uh, to listen or even play music um, so for us it was I think we were very appreciative of the fact that our family supported. Although my family is very conservative, but they liked music. It was one of the things that they loved Did doing. Did they also find it spiritual? Or yeah, I think it is. I mean, they're very, I mean, I come from a Muslim family, and they're very, most of my mother's side are practicing Muslims. But music for them was something that they really appreciated and creative. I don't know if, they, if I could say it's spiritual for them, but they definitely enjoyed it, and they thought it was important that it gets passed on from one generation to another. Um, and may, maybe in a way it was also to bring the family together, right? To keep the family strong, the bonds strong, so that we all sang similar songs um, and, uh, and that we appreciate the similar things. Uh, so that was my childhood. Many, yeah. many people don't sing with their families, so I think yeah, that's really yeah. special. Yeah, so I, I really have fond memories. And you know, I'll be going back to Bangladesh in December with Orian, so I don't know if they will do it. Well, my, my grandparents passed away, but... Um, Hopefully, my uncle, aunts, maybe they, they would all get together and do something. I don't know. Maybe you can initiate. We'll see. Yeah, well. I could try and initiate that. Yeah. So that was my childhood. And then I have an older brother and sister, and they grew up on uh, mostly American and European music. So my sister listened to a lot of heavy music growing up. So she'd have Metallica, Motley Crue, Megadeth posters all over her wall. And my brother would be more pop oriented, like Hall and Oates, Huey Lewis. Uh, and those things. So I, I got Brian Adams, one of the, one of my biggest, you know, favorite albums that my brother gave to me. Um, and so yeah, those I think those later on kind of uh, were the kinds of music that I also absorbed from them. Um, so so yeah, that, that's how I grew up with uh, with music around me. 
Amazing. So which song are you going to play? Um, I'll sing a Bengali song, a Bengali song that we would sing with our, uh, yeah, in our family together. It's, it's not a classic or a folk song. It's, it's actually a pop song from the, I think, from the 60s. Um, so it's, it's a very, you know, standard, I think, Western, it's, it uses a standard Western scale, etc. And it's just sung in Bengali, but it was a, it's a very easy song to sing. It's, it's nice and catchy, and I think, you know, the family used to love playing this song. So, um... So I'm from Hong Kong. Uh, so um, growing up is true that most of the people. Well, I also grew up in. A, I, I don't grow up in the in the city city in Hong Kong. I grew up in a new territory, Timun. So it's a very residential area uh, where a um, lot many people are interested in uh, foreign culture things. So even movies or. Or music, uh, a lot of people are into um, local music style, which we call Canton pop. Uh, and well, uh, in the word, it's uh, it's all pop music. It's uh, very karaoke friendly, and uh, most of the songs are, are um, about um, romance, breakup, and all this thing. Uh, but um, f for me, I got really lucky because I have two older sisters, and uh, they. Uh, so they are seven and ten years older than me, and they have pretty good music taste because uh, they had a tutor who used to work in uh, radio, and uh, that tutor also really liked soundtrack for movies. So, uh, so growing up, I actually listened to a lot of uh, movie soundtracks, and uh, and it's it's. Uh, it's interesting that movie soundtracks, um, you can find a lot of different music style from there. Can be electronic, can be heavy music, can be classical music. So, so I got really lucky that my household uh, was surrounded with um, uh, a lot of soundtrack. But um, the song that I'm going to share is, uh, is also a Canton pop artist. Uh, she's called Fei Wong. Uh, she's a little bit special. Uh, she's still my favorite. Uh, up to now, but um, she she had I think she released maybe three or four albums, really really Canton pop style. And then once she gained uh, popularity, then she switched back to uh, more like a indie rock, UK dream pop kind of style. So um, I remember. Uh, so also I got. I, I got to know her from my sister. So there was one time when I was uh, 10 years old, I stayed in a hospital for a long time. And at that time, uh, you can only have a discman. And so my sister kind of controlled what I listened during my time in the hospital. So uh, so my sister gave me two albums of Fei Wong. And I still remember the lyrics came to my bed and say like, oh, this girl is only eight years old. Why is she listening to this kind of music? Because it's, it's quite... Um, it's, it's a little bit unique for uh, for the Hong Kong market because uh, her music is uh, is it's not too Canton pop and it's definitely not uh, karaoke friendly. So um, and and um, so yeah, that's why I would like to uh, play one of her song uh, because. That's actually the song that really spoke to me too, because the song is about daydreaming. And uh, growing up, I have a, I have ADHD, so I'm always daydreaming. <laughs> so it's 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 just everything. Um, it's like a 
fitting me perfectly. Like it's just it's it's almost like a song written for me because like everyone will be everyone criticize me for daydreaming too much, but there is a song written about daydreaming in Cantonese, my mother tongue. So it's still um, a very important song to me. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, my um, I was actually grew up. I grew up in um, near London. Um, I was actually surrounded by music. My elder brothers, I'm the youngest of um, uh, four brothers, and um, they all played guitar, and they're all quite a bit older than me. And my father also was a guitar player. Um, he played guitar and sang in the pubs, and um, he eventually went full-time, but he spent most of his life working in the local car plant. Um, and eventually, when they fired him, he... Um, he got to got into his fifties. One shouldn't do that. And got golden handshaked off. He uh, had no option but to pursue music as a career. And actually, he did better in that than he did at the car plant, which is quite funny. He sang very well, but his guitar playing was a bit rudimentary. Uh, we always used to criticize his guitar playing. He only knew about four chords. He had four chords and a capo, and it seemed to <laughs> it seemed to do him very well. Um, but yeah, um, I started playing guitar, I think because I was emulating also my, my brothers. Um, there was a, my mother and father split up and, um, my eldest brother, who was much older than me, kind of like took the, um, uh, the father role in my life really. And so he, um, he was playing guitar and he took me to, to folk festivals and stuff like that. And so he was quite an inspiration, but um, I, my first decent tune I played was Romance de Moor. Now, people roll their eyes when you mention that. They think, oh no, not that basic classical song. But um, actually, it's easy to play. It's very difficult to play it well. Um, I'll play a little bit of it now, but I won't play the whole thing, because people, as I say, do roll their eyes. But <laughs> I'm teaching now, and I always teach this as my first tune because it teaches such good technique. It makes the fingers move properly, and also I have a system of onomatope. Um, that, that's, um, I uh, actually sing a tune to a student. Um, and uh, for example, the A finger, this finger, the annular finger, the M finger, and the I finger all have their uh, nomenclature. The A finger usually plays, not all the time, but usually plays the first string, the M, the second, thing, the second string, and the I, the third string. So if I say to a student, I want you to go, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I'm indicating what strings to play and also what fingers to use. Um, and so, so, um, I am, 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 I could sing that to a student and um, they could eventually get to play that. Um, so yeah, so 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 that's is my my system, and this works also very well uh, for that. So only I'm just going to play that. Uh, I won't play the whole thing because it drives people crazy. I know.
very easy to play that poorly, very difficult to play it well. And so you teach that to a student and they'll still be struggling to get it right in 20 years' time. So that's why I think it's a very important first tune. All right. So. So going to the Bengali the song? Bengali song. All right. This is... Um, is it in tune? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a song by Lucky Akan, I think that's his name. It's called Abar Lajashonda, means uh, um, here comes the afternoon again, or evening. Yeah, it's afternoon, evening. Someone told me it sounds Japanese. Okay. When I when I, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe. It's you can see it's really catchy. Yeah, it's a, it's a very melodic, and I guess that's why we used to like singing together this song because it's easy and and it was within everyone's scale basically. Everyone can actually sing it. So cool. Was that in awesome. tune, Jem? Yeah. All right, all right. So um, the next question is kind of like just more easygoing. Like, so what was the first album that you bought? Um, what format was it in? Cassette tape, vinyl, CD, digital download? No, none of you are that young. Um, and did you have a ritual before you listened to a new album? Um, and kind of question about access to music when you were kind of younger. Yeah. Um. So as I explained, I, my, I actually had a lot of hand-me-downs from my brothers and sisters. So one of the first tape I think I got from my brother was Brian Adams. Um, I think it was Cuts Like a Knife. That's, that's the album. And from my sister, uh, I think it was Scorpions, Wind of Change. Uh, some singles, cassette shades, because I think the album's called Crazy World. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but the first um, CD that I bought was Third Eye Blind. Uh, that was their debut album. Uh, Kevin's here. We played together. Uh, a little homage to Third Eye Blind <laughs> a, a month ago or so. Um, uh, in terms of rituals, I had a funny ritual growing up as a kid um, when I was a child, and um, I guess I liked. I'm not sure why I did it, but now I'm trying to understand why I did it, and perhaps it's because um, I wanted to be in the shoes of a performer, but I didn't have any way to do that. So what I would do is actually, I had listened to certain tapes so many times that I knew the songs by heart. And these were cassette tapes, so I was really young. And I'd take a pen, and I'd roll the tape, and I'd sing. And I'd imagine that the tape is rolling while I'm singing the exact same songs. There were five songs on that cassette. I'd roll it and make sure that I'm singing the five songs correctly, 
and in the right time, and the cassette ends on that fifth song. And if it didn't, I'd be pretty pissed about it. I don't know. I don't know why I. I don't know why I did it, but it was something I used to. That's how I used to pass so a lot of my time. So you had to have like the timing perfect. Yeah. For it to yeah. That's a funny thing wow. I used to do. You're really challenging yourself. Hard on yourself. <laughs> it's a very very difficult exercise. <laughs> yeah, because you're singing and yeah. doing. I don't know why I did it, but it was something I I did. Yeah. Well, to get your timing right, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Much, I think, but, uh, what mm. about you, Graham? What was your first album? Um. Well. We're pretty poor, and records were very expensive. It was vinyl then. Oh, I had the work cassettes, but we didn't have a cassette player. Um, it was uh, vinyl, and um, there was some stuff my dad left behind, and um, some stuff my elder brothers left behind. But what really affected me was my mum. I'd been to this folk festival and seen Ralph McTell play with my oldest brother. And uh, my mother just happened to pick up the best of Ralph Mattel at a church jumble sale, second hand. It was a double album. And I played that thing and I was obsessed by his guitar playing. And I um, learned some of his songs from the record. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the syncopated... Um, this is where my um, initial love for ragtime came from, was from listening to Ralph Mattel. Um, am I to play it, play a song now? To demonstrate? If you wish. Okay, this is called Hesitation Blues. Now, it's not a Ralph Mattel song. It's a cover that he did. It goes back 100 years or so. It's really one of a very early Delta Blues song. Ragtime Blues. <laughs> stockings, hesitation shoes. Lord am I, I got my hesitation blues. Tell me how long must I wait? Can I get you now? How long must I hesitate? Well, a nickel is a nickel and a dime is a dime. There's a house full of kids. The one day must be mine. Oh, how long? Good golly, must I wait? Can I get you now? How long? Must I hesitate? Well, I'm standing on a corner with a dollar in my hand, looking for a woman that's looking for a man. How long? Good golly, must I wait? Can I get you now? How long must I hesitate? ask you that question as well what your first album was yeah my first album is uh, um, the um, 
it's well if I use my own money to buy it actually it's uh, from my Chinese uh, web packet money uh, is uh, this uh, Sway uh, which is a band from uh, the UK and I got the first album uh, and I learned about this band from uh, the Lao compilation and so this is <laughs> this is how people in the 90s discover music before Spotify because uh, you buy a lot of you bought a lot of uh, compilation CD and then if you got lucky you found a very good band there and then you kind of try to study and uh, save some money to buy their full-length album. So my first album is uh, London Sway by Sway. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Okay, so the next question is, um, which song do you wish you could have written yourself and why? So we'll start with Graham. Oh. Um, when I was um, in Australia, I discovered this inc what I considered to be an incredible folk song. And um, I was going through a very rough patch at the time. I'd split up with a girlfriend, my first real girlfriend, actually, uh, who, was, um, uh, who, is, who is a fantastic guitarist. So it seemed to me like it was a match made in heaven, but for some reason she didn't see the same way. Um, and she kicked me out. But anyway, um, so I learned around that time of the breakup, so had a lot of um, feeling then, but now... It's, it lingers. It's, it's got a lot of feeling that's relevant to me now because it's all about regret, it's, um, which I have a lot of. Um, I'm, uh, you know, we all do, I guess. But um, I think I could have done things better. I could have been a better person. Um, and I could have been more considerate to loved ones, which I wasn't. And I left things too late. And so the song embodies all that uh, for me. So it's a very important song for me, actually. So, shall I do it? Yes, it's called Diamantina Drover. It's about a drover as an Australian cowboy. Um, it's about, as I say, a working man with his regrets. The faces in the photograph have faded And I can't believe he looks so much like me It's been ten years today since I left for Old Cork Station Saying I won't be back till the droving's done For the rain never falls on the dusty diamantina And a drover finds it hard to change his mind For the years have surely gone Like the drays from Old Cork Station And I won't be back till the droving's done Sometimes it seems the sun comes up each morning It sets me up then takes it all away And the dreaming by the light of the campfire at night Ends in the burning by the day For the rain never falls on the dusty diamantina And a drover finds it hard to change his mind for the years have surely gone Like the drays from Old Cock Station And I won't be back till the droving's done Sometimes I think I'll settle back in Sydney But it's been so long it's hard to change my mind For the cattle trail goes on and on And the fences roll forever and 
and I won't be back till the droving's done. For the rain never falls on the dusty diamantina, and a drover finds it hard to change his mind. For the years have surely gone like the drays from old Cork Station, and I won't be back till the droving's done. For the rain never falls on the dusty diamantina And a drover finds it hard to change his mind For the years have surely gone Like the drays from old cock station And I won't be back till the droving's done So uh, for me, I think uh, this is the question about the song that makes me want to do music, uh, right? This is the question about which song would you have written yourself, if ah, you could have written yourself. Okay. Yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yes. So this is, uh, this actually, this song is not, uh, it's, it's not from uh, my favorite band, but uh, I, so I started playing music uh, around, uh, in the middle of 2000s. And it was around that time that a lot of uh, electro pop bands are very popular. Everyone just uh, kind of bring uh, a micro chord and uh, uh, some pack, you know, and then they just join in the band. And uh, they also sing with this uh, with this new kind of uh, instrument. And I always find them look pretty cool. And also in um, around 2000s, um, there was a popular trend of uh, a lot of bands uh, which is duo instead of a trio or or four person band normally. So, uh, for example, there are Yeah Yeah Yes, which is trio, but it's only a guitar player and a and a, and a drummer and uh, the White Stripes also. And uh, and this one that I gonna uh, I wish I could have written is the Ting Tings, mm. and I was really trying to um, copy this formula. I actually auditioned two drummers to start a band like this, but it didn't work out. <laughs> so, but it's just um, the reason why I would say uh, I wish I would have written this song is uh, because the song is very, very easy, very, very simple, but uh, but they have this, um, they just speed everything up and make it super catchy. And I, I guess they also put on a lot of uh, electro pop influence around that time. So it be became a f hit at that time, and um, and yeah, I think it's a genius idea. Even they are not one of my favorite band, but um, it it does stick to your head. Mm. And I wish I could have written a song like that. Cool. Yeah, so Let's hear it. Yeah. So this one, one. Is, uh, this one is this one is called Be the One. Yeah. You say it's not what you did. It's what you're thinking of And I say It's just an excuse It's what you come across Cause I don't want to be the one Only overjoyed Yeah, I don't want to be the one Making all the lies Yeah, I don't want to be the one So make sure you're thinking if you, you let me down again. 
Bengali song. It's a song written by a friend uh, who lives in England now, um, but he has a pretty well-known band in Bangladesh. And um, for this song, the, the chord structure is, is is common to so many different songs. And actually, what I like about these kind of songs is that they're all good, at least for me, and they all have a very similar um, uh, emotional appeal to me. They, they all have very... It's a, it's a bit slightly on the depressing side, um, uh, and... It, it sounds just slightly dark as well. Um, and I feel like all the songs with these kind of chords, uh, with this chord progression actually, uh, usually end up being, uh, yeah, just, just interesting songs that uh, help you reflect on many things, you know. So it's just that, and it's a... It's a melancholy. Yeah, a lot of melancholy, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's the word, I guess, yeah. So it's a song written by, the band's name is Arbovirus in Bangladesh, and uh, my friend Ranjan wrote this song. Um, it's actually a kind of a, heavy grunge song. <laughs> Hi, Audrey. I think she approves, right? That's what yeah, she's saying? Yeah, that means yes. Yeah. All right. So, hope you like it, Audrey. So this is called Uttaradikar, means uh, inheritance. Um, I don't know what the song actually means, but I think it might be inheritance not of property, but of memories and experiences, I think. I don't know. I never asked him what it is. Jokun pirer maje, tomar shotta rongi dadar gore, jay gore the aler prati rata, akhe akhe to mai. De aler akabul chobi gulom, proti chobi hong sridi kyan basen, jay chobi heavy song which I just played in an acoustic so. <laughs> oh that's great yeah. 
It's cool, and it's nice that you chose the song a friend wrote. Yeah. It's very sweet. Um, okay, so the next question is, um, what song got you through or joined you on a significant moment in your life? I think we'll go this way around, so I'll start with you, Zaid. What song got me through a significant moment? Um, yeah, ooh. or joined you. Hmm. Mm. Any. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think different phases of my life, there were different songs. Um, but I needed to put in one of the bands that I really love. I'm all these questions, and I think it's uh, U2. Uh, so uh, um, I'll sing a song um, that yeah that I really love. It's a it's a love song, but a unrequited love. Of, you know, so many songs written about that as well. But I think this is one of the best songs written on that topic. Um, it's from their Rallin Hum album, um, and it's called um, All I Want Is You. You know that song. All right. So maybe I'll just play a couple of. Um, versus that. You say you want diamonds on a ring of gold. You say whoa, you want your stories to remain untold. But all the promises we from the cradle to the grave When all I want is you You say you'll give me a highway upon it all the riches in the night you say you give me eyes in the moon of blindness a river in a time of dryness a harbor in the tempest when all the promises I didn't dare to sing that right now, but hey, listen to the song afterwards. It <clears throat> intensifies at the mm. end. It's a, it's a beautiful song. It's, it's, he, was, he is a great songwriter, yeah. that's for sure. So, um, so yeah, it's, a, it's about, uh, I think, uh, I, well, personally, I really like uh, Elia Smith, and uh, it's been through, Together with me, we've been through a lot of time together. But uh, but for this question, because it's uh, it's happened in uh, 2022, so so I'm gonna don't focus on all my heartbreaking and uh, stuff like that. Uh, but um, actually, when I gave birth to my baby, I 
I, give, I gave birth in a hospital, and the hospital actually asked me, what kind of music do you want to put uh, on when I was in labor? So I chose uh, The Killers. Um, and um, it's, it's interesting, it's also not my favorite, favorite band, but, um, but it's, I guess it's, um, The Killers was very popular in uh, um, 2000s, and I was in my early 20s uh, in 2000, so I think that this, this band just kind of uh, reminds me of uh, the energy I had when I was uh, in my early 20s, you know, just, um, uh, just being a young adult and uh, finally being able to do um, something I like to do and, uh, and have my own job, have my own money, and I can uh, build myself. And uh, I guess it's just that energy that I want as I... Uh, as I was in neighbor, so so I'm gonna play one of the song from uh, the Killers, and I will just play a short one because uh, this song I think a lot of people knows. <laughs> this is a song from the first album. It's called uh, "Smile Like You Mean It." Um, I've got a couple of answers to that question. We have in our lives many significant periods, and they're usually involving somebody of the opposite gender, aren't they? Or the same, um, yes, yeah. I've got two possible routes I could give you. Maybe you could choose for me. But one is my first love was this um, wonderful guitar player in Australia who I mentioned earlier. Um, we're still friends. We still write to each other. But um, she just blew my mind as she was such a good guitar player um, and I kind of mimicked some of her music and this particular song was a jazz piece and I kind of felt good like I could nearly knock it off as good as her this is after she dumped wow. me and so I sort of felt <laughs> good about that so that was a significant okay. thing another one was a song by the doors I really love the doors and called wishful sinful it's about a relationship um, which, at the time when I learned the song, I was in such a relationship. It looks great from the outside. Everybody thinks, wow, what a lovely couple. They don't know what's seething under the surface. <laughs> and so that's what that song's about. So uh, I'm, I, think, I'm, I think we should let the audience vote. Which song do you want? Oh, do you want the, the jazz <laughs> instrumental? Do you want to hear my horrible singing? Song number the one? The Doors. Song number the two. Doors. We all want The Doors. Okay. Well, this is my version of Wishful Sinful, a very uh, unusual Doors song. Uh, I can't remember what album it's on, but uh, Waiting for the Sun, I think. 
wishful crystal water covers everything in blue cooling water wishful sinful our love is beautiful to see i know where i would like to be right back where i came covers you wishful sinful wicked you can't escape the blues magic rising sun is shining deep beneath the sea You and me and sunshine Love to hear the wind cry about to go into the section where you play a few of your own songs but just before that um, it's just a quick question but what have you listened to recently or been introduced to recently musical discovery they could be a new band or just something you've you know heard for the first time um, that you found inspiring so you don't need to play the song but just tell us so we can all listen to new music I can go first yeah I um, well this one I this one I got it from Spotify. Uh, well, actually not Spotify. This one I got it from uh, my friends who like similar music in Philippines, and uh, I, I really like Sonic Youth and uh, Lois, Lois Walk. Uh, so there's one band called Horse Girls uh, from Chicago. Uh, very good band, and and it's just uh, because I think Horse Girls must be a very young band. When I look, I, I didn't really check on them, uh, but they must be in their early twenties, and it's quite cool to see young people uh, playing music that uh, the people would play in the 80s and 90s. So they are a Lois Walk band from uh, Chicago called uh, Horse Girls. Horse yeah. Girls, cool. 
Graham, anything new? Well, I've got to admit, I'm an old guy, and um, I'm not plugged into the um, the new um, um, algorithm. Algorithm. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, I'm not plugged into the new algorithm. Um, there are things that that do inspire me. One thing. Um, one artist I really like a lot is this Filipino guy called uh, Joey Ayala, who's probably not very well known outside of the Philippines. Uh, over in the Philippines is a household name, and my partner Mary Jane knows him well and um, um, plays with him even sometimes. And uh, he's, the man's absolutely great. I went when I was in uh, Manila last time. I went to his concert, and um, he actually called me up out of the. It was terrifying. He called me up out of this huge crowd, because remember, he's a household name. He gets big crowds. Um, I'm taking a break now, and you're going to come and play something. And so I actually went up on stage <laughs> and played after Joey Ayala. But um, they have a wonderful attitude towards music over there. Um, so you know, they, they, yeah. they really yeah. do. I mean, they, it, there's no uh, snobbery there. I mean, they genu genuinely want to hear your story. Um, they'd like to hear views from outside of their world. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that, the same sort of thing has happened a couple of times in the Philippines. I was at an open-air concert, and uh, one, of the, one band, I can't remember their name now, but they were, again, quite a big band in the Philippines. Their, their guitarist couldn't make it down from Manila, so they called me in. Um, so it's quite em quite embarrassing, but also quite an honor to play. So yeah, uh, I would say check out Joy Joey Ayala. His big hit was Little Brown Man in the Land of the Giants, um, which is about the bigotry he faced when he lived in the USA. Um, so it's quite a nice, uh, quite a nice song, a very nice song, beautiful song. Um, and he's a beautiful artist and a beautiful man. So. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. New stuff in your life? Um, I, well, this year, um, a band called Turnstile came out with a new album. Uh, I don't remember the name of the album, but um, it, it had been a long time since I hadn't listened to a full album, and I did with this. Um, it was It's a great album. It's, it's um, I think it's it, the genre is hardcore. So okay. Melodic hardcore. Melodic hardcore. <laughs> and they mix up a lot of different things, so it's not just heavy music. They also have... Um, uh, samples used. They have, uh, you know, also uh, sort of um, more melo like Yana saying, it's a lot of melody. Um, it's a good mix in the album, and um, I really enjoyed it. Where are they yeah. from? They're American. From anyone knows from where? You look at the American. Hardcore. <laughs> the, the the hardcore scene. I think it's Maryland, Baltimore. I think they're from Baltimore. Yeah. So now the bit we've all been waiting for is we get to listen to you guys playing some of your own stuff. Um, so there's going to be two songs that you're going to play. The first one is, the question is, um, could you play a part or a whole of something from early on in your music writing or improvisation, if you're more into improvisation, um, that you kind of, that you're proud of or where you felt like, oh, I'm onto something with this. Yeah. So um, should we start with you, Graham? Okay, well, um, I'm going to disappoint you. I'm not going to do, <laughs> do two of them. Um, I used to do that more when I was younger. Uh, when I was very young, I was more into composing stuff than I am now. Um, and I'm going to play you a, 
uh, instrumental, in fact, that I composed when I was a young guy. Um, I've actually, it's actually pretty difficult to play, and I've had to practice it a lot to get it back <laughs> up to um, pl playable level. But I'm actually thinking now, because of this event, I'm going to add lyrics to it. And perhaps I will perform it on the 10th of December when I play at Yung Shu Wan Folk Festival. Um, Yung Shu Wan Folk Festival, folks, 9th and 10th of Don't worry, I'll, I'm, I'm going to plug it later. <laughs> okay, um, uh, th there's a guy in, um, um, he used to come round the houses in, in England um, collecting scrap. And he, I can actually remember when he had a horse. I'm that old. He used to have a horse and cart. And he used to come around and he used to have this, they called him the rag and bone man. Because in the old days, before he collected TV sets, he used to collect rags and bones. And he had this cry, which ran, rag and bone. You'd hear it for miles. And you'd hear the clop, 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 clop of his horse. And being a little child, of course, I was always run to the window because I wanted to see the horse. But later on, he got rid of the horse and he got a blue-colored truck. And that took it all the interest out of it. But um, anyway, um, this, <laughs> this tune ended up being called Rag and Bone Man because I, it was ragtime and I couldn't think of a better name. So it just came to mind. Anyway, here goes Rag and Bone Man. Hang on, I've forgotten how to start it. Okay, here goes. Yeah. Fantastic. It's impressive to look at the fingers. <laughs> and then you're gonna then you're gonna add lyrics on top of this. Yeah, I'm as gonna well. try and sing to that as well. It's gonna be should. difficult. Um, yeah. I'll try and get that done by while, the time. While winding tape as well. Yeah. <laughs> cool. cool. Thank you so much. Um, would you like to Sure, then um, ah, so th yeah, yes. So this one I actually bought in a CD, so um so um this song is actually from my uh, 
second band in my life. Uh, it's called Hard Candy, which is a full girl band, and uh, it was a punk rock band. And uh, I think this song was one of the first one I wrote when I started this band. And uh, and like Christina said, uh, we we. <laughs> Not this one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we used to uh, we used to play a lot in uh, the warehouse, which is uh, like a birthplace to uh, Hong Kong uh, independent bands. And um, and uh, and normally I would do this song the f uh, as the first one in my set, and it's a a very powerful song uh, for me because uh, this is a song about uh, when I was a kid being a. a it was very difficult to be an ADHD kid in Hong Kong because I was always being discriminated in in the school and in everywhere. So this is a song called Bad, 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 which is, means that I was a very, very bad student. Um, so let's listen to it. It's a punk rock song, two, two minutes only. <laughs> Really. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's so much fun to dance to some of that. I always think like maybe you guys would find that so weird. 
Yeah, so I think that's true. Punk, punk music lyrics. So I think I actually played this song maybe 50 times in a warehouse because I always open with this song. So good memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah it brought me back to the warehouse. Well. Cool. And Said, your turn uh, for something that you, you know, when you were writing music in the beginning that you kind of thought you were onto something. Yeah, um, I wrote this song when I was 16, um, and it's a song I actually recorded with Shum King at the beginning, oh. but then it got rejected at the end. Um, oh. So, uh, <laughs> so <hard>. it didn't <laughs> pass. <laughs> no, but I'm also um, when I when I reread the lyrics I, I wrote for it, it was just yeah, it's just very not it's not sophisticated or anything. It's just really it's something I wrote when I was 16. I was you know it, it, the lyrics are a bit. Just a bit political, slightly political, and I was, you know, into Where at that time in Paris. in Paris. Yeah, so I was into like, you know, uh, left-wing stuff, and I criticized everything, and um, and that's kind of like what this song's about in certain ways. Yeah, uh, it's called gasoline, and it's actually about gasoline, like oil in general. Oh. So yeah, it's a song. I don't know, Jamie, remember this the song? The problem Song, Yan Yan? Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, maybe so, you can tell us the the title. Uh, this is this song is called uh, David. So actually, originally it's called DVDs, but uh, my 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 dear friend in the back, uh, Kevin, gave me this idea to uh, name all the songs after boys' name because uh, because all these songs are about boys, and. Uh, mm -hmm. To continue the tradition, uh, this is about my first love too, Gwen, <laughs> which is uh, happens in early 2000s uh, when you break up with someone. Uh, always very difficult to um, uh, to sort out the CDs and DVDs issues because you always <laughs> borrow CDs and DVDs to each other, and when you break up, you don't know which one belongs to who. So this is called David. Mm -hmm. 
Before you settle down, before you settle down, can you please, please give me back the Simpsons collections, seasons one to ten? <laughs> 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 Mother, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't return me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's a hit. <laughs> and, uh, what song are you playing? Me? Yep. Uh, it's the yeah. It's it's, it's probably a song. Uh, it's a song I wrote maybe uh, I think ten years ago, and then I I put it into the Hachimuk repertoire. So um, I don't have a name for it. I think. Jem knows that quite well, that I write, I don't write lyrics until very late, and I don't have song titles, so we have these code names for all our songs. But I don't have a code name for this either. Um, but the lyrics, just, um, uh, it's just about complaining about modern life, I think. That's it, yeah. It's a lot to complain about. Yeah. I like complaining, I guess. Time now I'm back on the trail to find a free world destined not for sale. It's taken its toll. I'd rather smoke weed when they're incorporated. It's all I've got to breathe. The future's built on strong foundations. It's the civilized at the barbarian's gate. 
Take a pick in your person of the year If it pleases you, you may name yourself The future is here, I'm still seeing the past Somehow miss the present, went by way too fast Traditional lies through modern lens A way to sublimate our tried and tested ways Free will, just propaganda I saw life is complex, but it's just ones and nots Constellation of my relation Feeds in isolation, oh, what do I care? Firstly, just want to say thank you to you guys. This was such a special day. I'm just overwhelmed. Um, but I'm going to do a little music announcements because, you know, we got gigs coming up. So, Graham, as you said earlier, you're playing um, at the Llama Folk Festival on December 10th. Yung Wan Folk Festival. Is, is, it? is it? Oh, is it? You yeah. know this. It's called the Yung Shu Wan Folk Festival. Yung Shu Wan. Folk Festival mm -hmm. on December 10th. It's from the 5th to the 10th of December. The full lineup isn't out yet, but you are playing on the 10th at 6.15. At 3.45, it's changed the time. Oh, okay, 3.45. <laughs> 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 um, King Mansion are playing on December 8th at the Wanch. And then Sunset Studio events we've got on December 8th. You have live acoustic at Yardley's Bistro in Central. December 10th is Battle of the Bands um, at Aftermath. And then your bands, Paul, you're playing. So on December 9th, you've got the Young Bucks at Beer Shack on Lama, and December 16th at the Wanch. And finally, December 16th, Bali Chunder. Did I say it right? Bali Chunder um, at the Wanch. So that's it for today. Um, we don't know when the next episode is coming up, but please stay tuned. And thank you very much, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.